Our second reading is from the prophet Isaiah, his call to be a prophet, which is a dramatic encounter in the temple with God's holy presence. It's recorded in scripture in Isaiah chapter 6. Listen now to God's word. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man with unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then while the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. May God bless the reading and the hearing of this portion of his holy word. Let us pray. Dear God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. With those words, the prophet Isaiah, 2,700 years ago, begins to describe a vision of God that came during worship in the temple. God showed up at church that day. God was accompanied by seraphs, angelic beings with six wings, and they were singing antiphonally, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. They were singing the same hymn we just sang. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And then the doorpost and the thresholds of the building shook like a quake, and the temple was filled with smoke. Something was going on that day. The holiness of God was present. Isaiah responds to this vision of God, this dramatic encounter with holiness, in three ways, which is appropriate on Trinity Sunday. First, the prophet cries out in anguish, Woe to me! I am ruined! For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people with unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Second, 
Isaiah stands or kneels in stunned silence as he receives the mercy of the Almighty. One of the seraphs flew to the prophet with a live coal from the altar fire and touched the prophet's lips with the coal and declared him innocent of guilt, declared him pardoned by God. Your guilt is taken away, your sin atoned for. And then third, Isaiah is commissioned to be a prophet, a spokesman for God in this world. The Lord said, whom shall I send? And the prophet spoke up, here am I, send me. Isaiah meets the holiness of an almighty God and the threefold pattern of response is confession of sin, assurance of pardon, and surrender to a calling to be God's person in the world. Our text flows like a worship service. Adoration and praise, confession, assurance of pardon, sermonic call to commitment, and a benediction or sending out into the world. It flows like a worship service because it happened in church. People in the Bible and in the history of the church have gathered with others to read the scriptures and to pray and to worship God. And sometimes in the midst of their worship, they found themselves meeting, actually meeting the holiness of God and accepting a call to service in the world. It happened for John Wesley. You know, one of the connections we have with church history here on St. Simon's Island is this is the place where those Wesley brothers, John and Charles, came here a long time ago. Charles sort of stayed here, and John went up to Savannah. He got rejected by his girlfriend, came back and picked up Charles, who wasn't a happy camper either, and they went back to England. It was a miserable vacation to the New World. After they got back to London, England, John Wesley experienced a meeting of the holiness of God. He writes in his journal on about this day, May 24th, 1738, John Wesley writes in his journal these words, In the evening, I went very unwillingly to a society, a reading group, in Aldersgate Street, where one was reading Luther's preface to the Epistle to the Romans. About a quarter before nine, John Wesley writes, while he was, while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation, and an assurance was given me that Christ had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. Immediately, John Wesley began praying with all of his might for the enemies who persecuted him. He had met the holiness of God. He had felt unworthy. He had felt forgiven, and he had signed up to be Christ's person in the world. This pattern of meeting holiness and responding with a confession of our own unworthiness 
and then receiving the undeserved mercy of God's forgiveness, and then feeling called to a new way of life, not centered around our selfishness anymore, but dedicated to life and love and faith with God. We could pause the sermon right here, and each of us could take turns standing up and giving our testimony, and a lot of us would state how unworthy we are to be a part of God's people. But we would also state that we were assured of God's mercy and that we were living a different way now. The best commentary I found on this call of Isaiah to be a prophet came not from one of the Bible commentaries. It came from Anne Lamott, who is a Christian writer out in California. She's a little different writer. She is spicy. She is sometimes irreverent, often funny. But she is dead set dedicated to honesty and truth and the Christian faith. She's worth reading. One of her books is on the three essential prayers of faith. All of them are single word prayers. Help. Wow. Thanks. Those are three prayers that abide at the very center of the Christian life. And I found in them a commentary on the call of Isaiah the prophet. I would like to invite Anne Lamott to comment on our story with words from her various writings. First, Isaiah cries out, Woe to me! I am ruined! Pretty strong language. I am ruined! Anne Lamott writes, Sometimes, the first time we pray, we cry out in the deepest desperation, God, help me! It makes us possibly teachable. She continues, Help is a prayer that is always answered. It doesn't matter how you pray, with your head bowed in silence, or, or crying out in grief, or dancing. Churches are good for prayer, she writes, but so are garages and cars and mountains and showers and dance floors. Maybe that tells us where she lived. She continues, I've heard people say that God is the gift of desperation. And there's a lot to be said. There's a lot to be said for having reached a bottom where you've run out of any more good ideas or plans for everybody else's behavior or how to save and fix and rescue, or just how to get out of a huge mess, possibly of your own creation. Help. Isaiah is silent as he receives mercy in the form of a coal touching his unclean lips, and he is forgiven. Perhaps Isaiah doesn't speak on the occasion of receiving God's mercy, because there is nothing to say. And Lamont writes, You were loved because God loves. Period. God loved you and everyone, not because you believed in certain things, but because you were a mess and lonely and God's child. She continues, God loved you no matter how crazy you felt on the inside, 
no matter what a fake you were. God loves you always, even in your current condition, even before coffee. She writes another place, I do not at all understand the mystery of grace. Only that it meets us where we are, but does not leave us where it found us. Isaiah was speechless, but perhaps the only word we could find for God's mercy applied to our lives would be Anne Lamott's simple prayer, wow. You know, you are forgiven. I am forgiven. Wow. And thirdly, when God asks, whom shall I send? The prophet says, here am I. Send me. Signing up for service is always saying thanks to God. And Lamont writes, gratitude begins in our hearts and then dovetails into behavior. It almost always makes you willing to be of service, which is where the joy resides. It means that you are willing to stop being such a jerk. When you are aware of all that has been given to you, it is hard not to be humbled and pleased to give back. She writes another place. Again and again, I tell God, I need help. And God says, well, isn't that fabulous? Because I need help too. So you get that old woman over there some water, and I'll figure out what we're going to do about all your stuff. Maybe Isaiah and Anne Lamott are like-minded prophets. Woe to me! I am ruined. Help. Stunned by God's mercy. Wow. I'm ready to go send me. Thanks. Meeting holiness is coming face to face with the God who knows you very well. The God who knows the truth about you and me. The God who forgives us with an amazing grace and the God who sends us out to love all people. What are you going to say when you meet the holiness of God? Help! Wow! Thanks. Thanks be. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, sometimes we have tamed you and turned you into our buddy and our helper. But you are the God who refuses to be tamed. You are the God who is holy, holy other. You are the God that stands before us wanting to know how we have lived. And we are the people, when we meet your holiness, confess our sin, 
receive your pardon and are changed and commissioned to a new way of life. We thank you that it happens in church sometimes. Sometimes we come to worship and the person we are when we leave will never be the same again. In Christ's name, amen.